What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another exciting episode of Forever News! The only news source that provides anything and everything anime and manga related, and we don't bore you, we get into it. Let's do it! This is for my day ones. This is for my day ones. Come on. And before we continue, I'd kindly ask if you would check the links in the description below or the pin top comment to listen to my new album, The Rise of Tim Roosevelt, out now. It's an album about healing, growth, in general, trying to be the best version of yourself and change your life along the way. So I highly recommend you go give it a little bit of a listen. Or at the very least, I would appreciate it if you would. For the people that have been supporting me, thank you so much. There's been so much positive feedback from the album to the little videos that I've been dropping so far of me walking around the malls in New York asking people their thoughts on the album it's been a very humbling and incredible experience and we're going to keep on moving so the rides of Tim Roosevelt out now thank you so much for your time and first story on the docket now it's been a few weeks that I've spoke about here on Forever News that Wit Studio had a new isekai anime incoming and there was kind of no details other than hey it's an isekai and it's coming from Wit Studio Wit Studio is the same studio that brought you the first three seasons of Attack on Titan they brought you Ranking of Kings uh, they're co-producing Spy Family and now they're bringing something else let's check out the details because apparently what's happening right now is going to be pretty big for the anime industry and in general a crossover with western comics into anime. Let's read. The upcoming Wit Studio Isekai anime project will apparently be featuring characters from American comic books published by DC Comics. Now, I'll be honest with you, it makes me really wonder... What the heck does that actually mean? Like, is this going to be an entirely original story? Is it going to be that Wit Studio is going to be adapting a story that has been already written in comics with DC characters? Like, an isekai that will be featuring DC characters. Is it just going to be like, hey, it's an isekai. And by the way, in one episode or two episodes, we're going to see like Superman and Green Lantern. How are they going to approach this one in general? I'm very interested. And it's also, I guess, a big thing to note that DC is actually a allowing this to happen DC is very much so tightly closed in with what they do with their properties you know they're very selective so the fact that they're going this route I mean considering all the backlash and the failures of all of their live action department maybe they're like well we've kind of sucked on the live action front how about let's try the animation route again because their animation used to bang I ain't gonna lie especially Bruce Tim everything he did back in the late 90s or early 90s and just in general all the direct video stuff super Superman, Justice League, like all of the animation stuff used to be hot. So if y'all could rekindle that flame, so to speak, and bring it to this new age with anime and with studio, that'd be fire. Again, I don't know what they would do. Would it be like that time I got reincarnated as like Batman or something along the lines of that? But hey, maybe if it's good, it'll be good. Although to be honest with you, I don't know if I really want it to be like a Batman or a Superman. Like maybe a, a notable character or two, but ultimately it would be nice for it to give, you know, a little bit of spotlight to some of the other, you know, heroes that aren't just Batman and Superman or maybe even the villains. You know what I'm saying? That time I got reincarnated as a Joker. How do you handle that bad boy? That'd be crazy, but I guess we got to wait and see. Either way, this is very different and I guess you would argue innovative for Wit Studio to take this approach of utilizing DC characters for their upcoming anime. I'm curious how the splits are looking because, you know, DC, again, they, they don't play with their properties, fam. They don't play. Moving forward, it is official. It has happened. I told you guys about it last week. If you didn't know, yeah, 
right, well, you should be subscribed and hit that bell to get notified because you would have known. But uh, I warned you guys that essentially Marshall, Magic, and Muscles, one of the last major hits in Weekly Shonen Jump that has currently 5 million copies in circulation, was entering its super climax. And a lot of people were like, well, what the heck does that mean? And my mindset immediately said that, oh, within the next couple of weeks, it's ending. When they do that and then they up the page count for that chapter to like 25 pages or so, that usually means we got probably five or less chapters left. And yeah, it is here. Marshall Magic and Muscles has indeed ended. According to this, it says, Marshall by Hajime Komodo has ended this week with chapter 162 and Weekly Shonen Jump issue number 31. The series will be releasing its final volume 18 and its official fan book in October 2020. And first of all, I hope that it had a satisfying ending. I hope that it actually wrapped up all the loose ends and tied everything nicely because while I haven't kept up with Marshall in a really long time, I stopped reading about like in the 70s and I haven't really been keeping up with the anime to be honest with you. For the most part, Marshall was really dope. It was a cool little gag slash battle series. It reminded me again of a Harry Potter meets Asta from Black Clover and in general, and One Punch Man to a little degree as well. And um, it it's kind of sad to see it going, and I'm not going to keep on regurgitating what I've been saying all over the place for the last I don't know how long now that, yeah, Shonen Jump, y'all just throwing out all of the battle series, huh? Because y'all already know the uh, other bigger four manga, the only other four manga that are larger than this one, are also on their endings and climaxes and final sagas and arcs, so we got to wait and see how things is going to pan out, but yeah, Marshall um, is officially over. I I thought that this was going to be a, a long runner. I'm not even going to lie. I thought that this was going to be next up. When My Hero left and Black Clover left, it was going to be Marshall time. Apparently, Shonen Jump didn't see fit for it to happen that way. Or maybe the anime just didn't do what they had anticipated because sales have not done or, or budged or anything with the anime's arrival. Meaning that, yeah, Marshall, it did probably what it was going to do at its most, which is about 5 million sales in circulation by the time every Everything is all said and done. Maybe it'll reach like six, seven million, possibly ten million in another five, ten years. But yeah, Marshall done. It was a freaking fun ride, and eventually I'm gonna catch up and finish this bad boy because I ain't read seventy chapters for no reason. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna finish this at some point. But shout outs to Hajime Komodo. Gonna miss them author comments, huh? Moving forward, y'all know there's been a lot of strikes recently going on with the Writers Guild and all sorts of stuff. And apparently, the Southern California Hotel Workers Union authorizes possible strike as early as anime expo weekend and you're probably thinking like what the freak does that have to do with anything well if the hotels have strikes then that means you know everybody that is flying in for anime expo they're not gonna have no service to be able to you know enter into their rooms and it's going to be absolute chaos and mess and how devious i ain't gonna lie i mean hey if y'all getting shorted do what you gotta do but it just sounds so devious like yeah guess what y'all wanna y'all wanna play around with our pay we're gonna strike on anime expo weekend see how these people flying in from all sorts of places is gonna be able to stay in their rooms ah like devious but i ain't mad at it if y'all need what y'all need to get out of the situation united here local 11 southern california's largest hospitality union announced on its website on june 9th that its members have voted to authorize a strike at dozens of hotels as early as july 4th weekend if an agreement is not reached the union stated it was calling for a strike amongst 15,000 workers which would make it the largest 
hotel worker strike in modern U.S. industry. This year's Anime Expo will return to L.A. on July 1st through the 4th. The convention recently discontinued its premier fan badge system. The convention revealed its full guest list this month. United Here Local 11's website stated it represents over 32,000 room attendants. Oh my god, over 32,000 room attendants. Cooks, dishwashers, front desk agents, servers, and food service workers who voted to authorize the strike. The union's key demands include an immediate $5 an hour wage increase to keep peace with the soaring costs of housing, affordable family health care, a pension that will enable workers to retire with security, and a safe and humane workload. The union voted to authorize the strike after a month of failed negotiations beginning on April 20th with major hotel employers such as Hyatt, Hilton, Highgate, Acre, IHG, and Marriott. And this is going to be a disaster. I'll tell you right now, I went to Anime Expo for four to five years in a row back in the day. And even with all of those people on staff, you know, manning the front desk and doing the dishes and all sorts of stuff, it'd still be absolute chaos and the wait times be outrageous. Without a ton of these people, it's going to be a living nightmare. I definitely wouldn't go to Anime Expo for absolutely no reason whatsoever if these people are on strike. So just keep a heads up if you're planning on hitting Anime Expo that if this strike goes through, it's not going to be the most pleasant time and you might be a little bit, yeah, in a bad situation. So keep an eye out. Uh, best wishes to all parties involved. And yeah, strikes is happening all over the place because the cost of living has gone skyrocketed. What's going on here, fam? Hello? Moving forward, I spoke about this on my other channel for Neverworld. If you're not checking out that channel, I don't know what you're doing. That's the OG channel. You know what I'm saying? That's who we used to be, but we're bringing the news to you today, you see. Uh, well, there's a new one-shot that's been announced a while back now for the Naruto series, a spinoff, so to speak, regarding his father, Minato Namikaze, a.k.a. the fourth Hokage. And apparently, we got a little bit of details on it. We got a visual, and we got a release date. It says here, manga one-shot about Naruto's father is slated for July 18th 18th I thought it was the 16th I'm pretty sure it's the 16th uh, maybe I'm off on that but I'm like 99% sure it's the 16th Masashi Kishimoto's new one-shot manga featuring Naruto Uzumaki's father Minato Namikaze will run in this year's 33rd issue of Shueisha's weekly Shonen Jump magazine on July 18th I'm pretty sure it's 16th it will be the first one-shot that Kishimoto has drawn for the magazine in seven years oh god it's been that long since Kishi has done a one-shot I mean granted he did Samurai 8 in 2019 so we can't forget about Samurai I'm not gonna let it happen sorry this year's 33rd issue also marks Weekly Shonen Jump's 55th anniversary Kishimoto last drew a one shot in Weekly Shonen Jump when he published Naruto Gaiden Michita Tsukiga Terasu Michi Naruto side story the path that the waxing moon illuminates in April 2016 which that was the one shot about Mitsuki right that was giving us how he came to be breaking out of Orochimaru's lab and all that stuff uh, Minato Namikaze won the worldwide character popularity poll Naruto Top 99 that was held in celebration of the 20th anniversary of the Naruto franchise earlier this year. Also, that's not included in this article, but I did read that this is going to be, again, 55 pages of a manga so it's going to be a little bit of a lengthy bad boy not bad and also there's going to be color pages to celebrate the narrow top 99 so expect a whole bunch of really cool stuff with this one in general and it's fascinating you know this 33rd issue is going to be a big deal I'm looking forward to it shout outs to kishimoto Hopefully he delivers big time on this one because Naruto fans are waiting, they're watching, and hopefully we're going to enjoy this because 
We deserve it, baby. There's no Naruto, Boruto, nothing. It's a drought, fam. Save us, Minato. <laughs> or Kishimoto. Yeah. Moving forward, another GOAT that many of you may not know of, but it is a legend and an icon in and of itself. We'll be dropping a one-shot in Weekly Shonen Jump. Kochikame Manga gets new one-shot on July 10th. Shoeisha revealed on Wednesday that Osamu Akimoto will draw a new 46-page one-shot. Not as long as the Minato one-shot. I'm just saying 55 pages. Stun on him, Kishi! No. <laughs> For his Osamu Akimoto's Kochikame Manga titled Kibo no En... 1963, Jesus Christ. Uh, Chimney of Hope, Summer 1963, the summer vacation of Kankichi and Company. And this year's 32nd issue, so the issue before the Minato issue of Weekly Shonen Jump Magazine on July 10th. The one shot will have a color opening page the one shot will be the first chapter of the manga in 11 months akimoto previously drew a chapter in august 2022 the one shot is the third story in the manga's kibo no enutsu chimney of hope storyline which centers on the character ren akatsuki unrelated to the real life singer a singer and worker in the senju thermal power station a notable power station that existed in tokyo from 1926 to 1963 the station's chimneys are often used in various media to signal the time period to the audience and shout outs to this author returning yet again in case you don't know kochikame was if not the most then top three longest running shonen jump manga of all time it wasn't only until about like a decade ago i want to say that when they started doing what i call the shonen jump purge and they started getting rid of everything out of the magazine that even kochikame felt victim to yeah it's time for new blood you gotta go so to see that the man is still dropping one shots for kochikame really cool stuff and it looks like uh for old old timers and semi-old timers we're gonna have back-to-back -back issues of jump that are filled with some pretty awesome stuff looking forward to it Moving forward, this one is big, big news. I'm so, I, I sound like big news, Morgan. Oh my God, big news. Crunchyroll is streaming Dragon Ball Super Superhero Film on July 12th. Crunchyroll announced on Tuesday that it will be adding the Dragon Ball Super Anime Film on July 12th. The film will be available for users in North America, Central America, South America, Europe, excluding France, Africa, Oceania, the Middle East, the CIS, South Asia, Southeast. East Asia and East Asia excluding Japan. The film will have subtitles in English, German, French, Russian, Italian, Arabic, Spanish, Spanish, uh, Latin American, it's Spanish, uh, Portuguese, and before anybody says anything, dog, I, I, I know me a little bit of Spanish, all right? Yo, sorry, Espanol. No, I actually know how to speak Spanish. I just like to mess around, you know. Me no hablas ingles or Espanol. No. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm joking, I'm joking. Portuguese and Hindi. The film will also have dubs in English, French, German, Italian. Okay, there's a lot of stuff on here. It's available in a lot. And to add on to this one, which is even more huge news in my opinion, is the fact that Crunchyroll, probably the reason they're adding this film, is because 15 Dragon Ball movies are now streaming on Crunchyroll. Anime service Crunchyroll has revealed that almost every Dragon Ball film ever made will be available to stream. A press release from the company states that 15 films from the hit franchise are going to be added to Crunchyroll's already Already impressive catalog. There are already seven available with the remaining eight coming soon in a total of three release waves. So yeah, Dragon Ball fans, you're going to be eating very lovely with 15 films including Dragon Ball Superhero the movie. Awesome stuff.
Moving forward, just a little tiny story courtesy of Sandman AP over on Twitter. Apparently around 1997 through 2000, Oda had already told his mentor mangaka Watsuki, aka Nobuhiro Watsuki, the author of Rurouni Kenshin, who was the mentor to Ichiro, who was the mentor to Ichiro Oda, creator of One Piece, that Zoro would lose one of his eyes. In 2021, the mangaka asked him about why Zoro became one-eyed, but Oda didn't answer. Yo, how based of Oda? <laughs> based Oda dog he was like yeah i'm gonna tell you back when i'm a rookie but once i'm a pro and i'm all you know glowed up and stuff like that you're gonna have to wait just like the rest of them you know what i'm saying nobuhiro watsuki like absolute legend and goat shout outs to goda oda just thought i'd share this little story for you guys because i found it to be fascinating of how oda was just like yo it's 97 zoro's gonna lose an eye it's 2021 I ain't telling you why. Hey! Moving forward, in light of other news that we spoke about earlier regarding Martial Magic and Muscles' manga ending, there is a little bit of good news, I guess you would say, because apparently Martial's TV anime is getting a new series in production. The series will broadcast the final episode of its first core on June 30th, and its second core is yet to be scheduled. So, I'm assuming that you can definitely expect that the Martial Magic and Muscles TV anime is going to fully adapt the manga considering the manga is wrapping itself up and the anime is still going and they're talking about it's getting a new series in production i'm guessing they mean by series a new season that they're probably already working on the next part that they're going to just go straight through they probably should ideally learn from the mistakes that they made and i'm talking about shueisha as a whole with dr stone and waiting too long for a series that doesn't have the highest attraction to continue on with the anime season especially the fact that the manga is now over ideally yeah y'all should put that thing into production immediately and get that done because yeah Marshall hasn't been it's been successful don't get me wrong but probably not to their expectations so get that anime season the next part um in ASAP and it's just really a interesting thing that it feels like Marshall was meant to be a lot bigger than ultimately it is and I don't know what happened here I don't know who dropped the ball but yeah either way it's still really dope that Marshall's getting another season or another series whatever the heck that means I, I think they just mean another season but yeah shout outs to Marshall Magic and Muscles the manga might be over but the anime must live yeah in other news, apparently Jujutsu Kaisen's promo team is like doing the most, so to speak. <laughs> kind of reminded me of like what the Barbie movie is doing right now. Jujutsu Kaisen will be premiering a live action TV advertisement to commemorate the release of volume 23 and reaching 80 million copies in circulation. That's crazy. With 23 volumes, Jujutsu Kaisen has sold 80 million copies that is nuts bro that is like i think well to be fair yu yu Hakusho, i think did those numbers in like 19 volumes i'm just saying i'm i'm just saying to goat sheet no. <laughs> the commercial will air after jujutsu kaisen zero's movie broadcast on july 5th 2023 and i'm imagining it's probably going to be some crazy run through through shibuya all sorts of craziness but that is again really dope stuff that they're doing it feels like in this new modern era you have to do so many different tricks in order to advertise and market what you got going on and it seems like the team behind Jujutsu Kaisen understands that very well between the stuff that they've been doing in the Shibuya stations to this live action piece really awesome and creative Moving forward, a small piece of news, but I did find it interesting, and maybe it's not so small for some people. My Hero Academia will be on the cover of the upcoming Jump Giga 2023 summer, scheduled to be published on August 10th, 2023. Fusai Naba, mangaka of Aliens Area, which was a pretty 
beloved manga that got canceled by Weekly Shonen Jump. Jump, we're looking at you. We'll be taking the lead color page of the issue with a new work. So the author of Aliens Area is coming with a new work that will be published in Jump Giga. Going to be interesting to see. Alone, just looking at this image right here, the art from Aliens Area was so fire. And I remember hearing some pretty good things about it as well. So I'm interested to see what this author does. And in general, it just showcases yet again that My Hero Academia is a Goliath that despite the fact that maybe some fans have been turned off by the latest war arc of the manga... It's still huge and it's still doing big things to, so much so that they could use it as a marketing ploy for, you know, Jump Giga's latest issuance. Well, not a marketing ploy. It, it's huge. It's still huge. And that's what she said. Yu-Gi-Oh! Enemy Controller becomes real. I, I bet you've always wanted that, huh? Doesn't literally let you control your enemies, though. Aww. Yo, we need to have the, the sound effect of when I first say that line. Yu-Gi-Oh! Enemy Controller becomes real. Yay! Doesn't literally let you control your enemies. Aww. Aww. <laughs> past little while, the cards from Yu-Gi-Oh! have made their way to the real world. Today, Bandai Namco announced that the popular enemy controller card, which is mainly used by the silver-haired CEO of Kaiba Corp, Seto Kaiba, will be getting a real-life replica. The enemy controller complete edition replica, sadly, neither controls your enemy, nor can connect to gaming devices to use as a real controller. In lieu of these features, the device has 50 voice lines from Seto Kaiba, as voiced by Kenjiro Suda. Too bad it's not by the dude that does the American Kaiba because, you know, that's, that's our Kaiba. Stock lines from the anime and a few songs that can be played through the device will be available. And, yeah, I, it reminds me of back in the days when I was mad hype. I was super geeked, like, oh, my God, they're putting out dual disc, and I bought the dual disc, and I was like, it's just a toy. <laughs> you know, when, when, when we're going to have the big holographic blue eyes flying through New York and stuff like that, I'm waiting. I'm waiting, Jump. What's going on, Shueisha? But still, nevertheless, this is kind of cool. And it'd be a nice collector's toy for sure to have. You know, probably gain value at some given point, I'm just saying. Moving forward, Golden Kamui fans. I think this one is going to be a very pleasant surprise for you guys. Golden Kamui Anime announced its final arc adaptation. After all the twists, turns, and bumps along the way, the Golden Kamui anime will see its grand journey to the end. Following the broadcast of Season 4's finale in Japan tonight. God, this. Season 4, bro. I was going to say Jujutsu Kaisen for some reason. What? What's happening? But Golden Kamui, I remember when it started Season 1. And I did watch Season 1. That was back in 2018. So, yeah, they've been doing almost a, a season a year since then. That's pretty good. That's not bad at all. And probably they only slowed down because of COVID now that I think of it. We probably would have been one season per year. That's not bad. The announcement came that another sequel is in the works, which will adapt the final arc slash chapter of Satoru Noda's hit action comedy manga. A visual was also released by the series' official Twitter account. Additional details about the new anime, such as release date, are yet to be revealed. But it has this dude with his legs crossed, looking a little bit flamboyant. But nevertheless, I know Golden Kamui was pretty gas, and I'm very disappointed in myself that I never followed up with it because I actually really enjoyed Golden Kamui. And didn't the manga end quite some time ago? That's really dope hope that we're in a new era where and i, I want to say i don't want to give all the credit but definitely a chunk of that credit does belong to demon slayer that you could really end your manga and get a full-on adaptation after the fact if your manga was big enough because of like the amount of popularity that anime now has they could kind of sustain themselves uh via just anime alone they don't got to worry about the manga giving them extra popularity like they can do their own thing which also averts from having to have those dreadful anime-only endings. Ooh. Moving forward, in light of several series getting continuations, we got another one that is very, very big and is definitely getting another season. Oshinoko TV anime continues with season 
two, the underground world built on lies keeps on expanding. The lies never stop following the airing of the final episode of the Oshinoko TV anime tonight on Japanese TV. The series revealed that a second season is currently in production. A teaser visual for the season was released as well as a promotional video. And to be honest with you, this is the perfect time now that all the episodes are done. I can marathon through. I've been saying for a long time now that I'm going to get on Oshinoko. I'm going to watch Oshinoko. It's about time I watch Oshinoko. Moving forward, apparently Hao Miyazaki, legendary director from Studio Ghibli, is worried about the lack of publicity for his upcoming film, How Do You Live? With only two weeks to go until Hao Miyazaki's next anime film, How Do You Live, releasing in Japan, not a peep has been heard about the film. No main posters, no trailers, nothing. Heck, not even the synopsis. Staff, other than the director or cast, have been revealed. This all comes under the guidance of Studio Ghibli president Toshio Suzuki, who said earlier this month, let's go with just this one poster for the marketing. No trailers or TV commercials at all. No newspaper ads either. Deep down, I think this is what moviegoers latently desire. And while that's definitely true, I feel like spreading the word. I don't know. I, I don't know. That doesn't sound the greatest in terms of marketing at that scale. Now, granted, if you're like an artist that, you know, is well, hey, if it works for music, you never know. This could actually start a trend of movies just dropping without you knowing Jack Diddles, which would be fantastic for people that are trying to avoid spoilers. So well, I was going to kind of say like this isn't the greatest or smartest idea, but it might actually be genius. I like it. But there is one person who might be having cold feet over the idea. Director Hao Miyazaki himself. During the opening of Friday Roadshow and Ghibli exhibition at Warehouse Terada in Tokyo today, Suzuki spoke about how Miyazaki is worried over the lack of publicity for the film. Director Miyazaki said, I wonder if it'll be okay without publicity. He really said that. I'm beginning to worry. I do believe in you, Mr. Suzuki, but I'm concerned. That's all. Recalling what Miyazaki said with a weary smile, the president of Studio Ghibli continued, In my opinion, in this age of so much information, the lack of information is entertainment. I don't know if this will work, but as for me, I believe in it so this is what I'm trying to do Suzuki was then asked by the audience about Miyazaki's next film following How Do You Live replying saying that it's against the rules to talk about that but stated that Miyazaki is doing fine How Do You Live is inspired by the book by the same name Genzaburo Yoshino a favorite of Miyazaki no details of the plot have been revealed though the film does not follow the book the film releases in Japan on July 14th and according to Variety is pre-sold to international distributors though no international dates have been revealed yet i'm gonna bet because again at this stake there's millions and millions of dollars that were poured into creating this project right i'm willing to bet that they probably damn near recouped if not close to based off of selling the rights internationally to like you know the um licensors and whatnot that's probably why they can do this with confidence and say hey if we failed we made our money back or close to because this is real risky at this level you know what i'm saying like even back when artists started doing that like you know beyonce dropping at the drop of a hat or drake and all these people that are just dropping an album like hey by the way my album's coming out in 10 minutes like i used to be like yo that's a risky situation but maybe it also allows for a massive profit think about that if it is successful without all of the bells and whistles of marketing you know how many millions of dollars are saved right now by not putting out commercials and ads and all that stuff 
It might be, if they win, they win big. If they lose, they might not lose that big because, again, international rights have been already secured and licensed the way that they probably made a good buck back. Either way, we got to wait and see how Miyazaki and Studio Ghibli taking a real gamble here. Moving forward, very, very awesome to announce this bad boy because apparently Study Japan 2023 Summer will be released on July 13, 2023. In case you don't know what that is, if I'm not mistaken, I believe that's the Shonen Magazine or the magazine that is going to be more so targeted towards kids and schools and whatnot so it's for like a younger demographic however the bigger news that like that's cool whatever you know we're not going to have our hands on that immediately but gen oska the mangaka of doron dororon y'all remember me talking about that over on my other channel and even here on forever news quite some time a few years back or about a year back damn how long has it been since it's been canceled well apparently they will be publishing a new work titled Bakeru in this new issue of the educational magazine so despite the fact that Genosuka was cancelled out of jump it's not over for their career and that's one of the things that I love about this new era of anime and manga and anime and manga being so popular that these authors that had so much potential back in the days it was like well, you better hope that they get another shot in jump if not it's pretty much curtains because most of the time they wouldn't ever find work in other civilizations or other publications. So the fact that now Jump has like, well, the West really loved you. Maybe Japan didn't love you at first or whatnot. Let's try putting you in Study Jump. Let's try putting you in V Jump. Let's try putting you in one of these other, well, maybe not V Jump, but you get what I'm saying. Jump Plus. Like, there's so many avenues now that if they don't work necessarily on the main stage, they could try these little side magazines and then eventually maybe get the opportunity yet again to return and give it another shot at jump but yeah this is big big wins i'm very excited to check out bakadu i'm a little nervous in terms of the fact that it's going to be in study jump and again study jump is geared towards a younger demographic so it might not hit as much as i enjoyed Dorondororom, but we gotta wait and see. Either way, again, Oscar getting another shot. This mangaka that has some talent is big big wins. I'm excited. Moving forward in the cartoon realm, apparently Futurama hypes Hulu premiere with a new poster. Futurama is finally returning again with new episodes a decade after its first revival with Comedy Central ended. And now Hulu is hyping Futurama's new season premiere with a cool new poster showing off the Planet Express crew. Futurama has had plenty of experiences with coming back from cancellation as it previously returned to television with new episodes airing until 2013. But with that cancellation came the full end of the series until now. Futurama is truly coming back with new episodes on the way to Hulu and it will be picking up with season 11 of the series overall. Futurama is returning with season 11 of the series next month and it's celebrating with not only the previous release of the first trailer showing what's coming with new episodes but a new poster revealing a fun look at the cast that have been waiting to see more of it for quite a long time and just taking a look at it. So we got Fry, Bender, and Leela and then we got the other main crew new season July 24th and I'll be honest with you I don't think I've seen all of the episodes from the return so I need to go check that out. I've seen every single episode of the original run of Futurama from 99 through, what was it, 2003. I, I saw every episode many, many times back in the day when it was on Adult Swim. Um, so I'm excited to see. I, I probably have a real nice marathon of the last return which didn't it return and it was like weird it was like they tried to put it in movies but then they broke it down back to episodes something along the lines of that but i got a lot of futurama to watch and then i got this brand new series to go so i'm looking forward to seeing what futurama has in store for us and apparently after a brief 10-year hiatus futurama has crawled triumphantly from the cryogenic tube its full original cast and satirical spirit intact so is the do that plays bender returning john dimaggio i hope he is the 10 all new episodes 
episodes of season 11 have something for everyone. The biggest tease comes here thereafter. New viewers will be able to pick up the series from here, while longtime fans will recognize payoffs to decade-long mysteries, including developments in the epic love story of Fry and Leela, the mysterious contents of Nibbler's litter box, the secret history of evil robot Santa. Remember Santa from Chainsaw Man? That is a super side note. I'm sorry. That just kind of made me think about that. I wonder if that was the inspiration. And the whereabouts of Kiff and Amy's tadpoles. Meanwhile, there's a whole new pandemic in town as the crew explores the future of vaccines, Bitcoin, cancel culture, and streaming. Alrighty then! Moving forward, The Seven Deadly Sins Grudge of Edinburgh Part 2 confirms release date with a new sneak peek. Seven Deadly Sins is continuing once more with a new feature film coming to Netflix this summer. In case you don't know, this is, I believe, the second half of that 3D CG movie that they released, which was about like 50 minutes the first time around. And the Seven Deadly Sins Grudge of Edinburgh Part 2 has confirmed its release date for the streaming services with some sneak peek stills giving fans an idea of what's going down in the new movie. Although the Seven Deadly Sins original manga and anime ended their runs, it was far from the end of the franchise overall as it will soon be returning with some new sequels. The first of these efforts hit Netflix last year and now the Grudge of Edinburgh sequel will be debuting around the world later this summer. The Seven Deadly Sins Grudge of Edinburgh Part 2 will be releasing with the streaming service on August 8th. To celebrate confirmation of the Seven Deadly Sins Grudge of Edinburgh Part 2 Netflix shared a sneak peek and let's take a look. So and forgive me I'm terrible with all the names it says here Tristan and the Gang Return The Seven Deadly Sins Grudge of Edinburgh Part 2 hits Netflix on August 8th and I believe yeah that's Tristan with I forget what any of these characters names are and for the most part it doesn't look like in terms of visuals if you are pretty much unsatisfied with the way it looked the first time around you're probably still going to be unsatisfied it doesn't look that much more developed honestly like that bottom right screenshot looks straight up like a video game if i'm being completely honest but i ain't gonna lie as a person that was spearheading the stop the 3d cg i've definitely come a lot more around to it and understanding that it is here to stay and um trying my best to enjoy because at the end of the day one of the things about myself is the fact that yes i really much so always will prefer 2d over 3d animation wise ultimately i am a story guy so if the story is interesting entertaining i can look past it the same way that i look past berserk's 2016 you know visual abomination because I love Berserk so much, I was still able to enjoy Berserk. So maybe I could do the same. I mean, it was a little bit rough with the first movie because I was still in my down with 3D CG phase. But hey, maybe it'll be a good one. Who knows? I'm going to check it out regardless. But that doesn't mean you have to. You can still be like, you know what? I'm good. Seven Deadly Sins went downhill. But it also will be a nice little treat before we start into the Four Nights of the Apocalypse anime that is inevitably on the way as well. Which Four Nights of the Apocalypse is another sequel to Seven Deadly Sins. Yeah. Moving forward, Fairy Tale creator shares first look at new Dead Rock characters. In case you don't know, the author Fairy Tale, in spite of the fact that he he has Fairy Tale 100 Years Quest. He has Eden Zero. He has a video game he's working on. He has other. He got like a million things. He's starting a new manga called Dead Rock, and apparently it says here Fairy Tale Eden Zero creator Hiromashima's coming out with a new manga project, and the creator has shared the first look at some of the new characters coming to this new Dead Rock manga series with his current weekly serialization of Eden Zero wrapping up soon. Yes, Eden Zero is wrapping up soon. Uh, he previously announced that Dead Rock will be kicking off its run with Kodansha's monthly Shonen magazine magazine with its first chapter on july 6th and after revealing
doing the first look at the new main character named Yakuto. The latest update from Mashima are two new sketches showing off a glimpse of two more characters showing up in the series. As Mashima details with fans on Twitter, these designs could change when they make their final debut in the Dead Rock manga itself. Check them out. And I'm not even going to lie. The first one, it kind of looks like a mix of Grey and Gajil, but really freaking badass. The clothes look bad. Well, the pants. The tattoo on the left shoulder blade looks sick. It kind of looks like a... Wow, it reminds me a little bit like Acnologia in a way, like the scales of Acnologia. I ain't gonna lie, the long hair, everything, that, that looks badass with the big giant sword on his back. Bad freaking ass. And then the other character. Woo, ciao, Mashima. He ain't miss a beat with that fan service. Hiro Mashima, Hiro Booby Mashima. <laughs> yeah. Alrighty then, Mashima, you do your thing. Yeah, right on. I'm definitely gonna check it out at the very least. I'll do probably a first impression over on my other channel for Neverworld. Uh, giving my thoughts on it when it comes out. So July 6th, uh, another about a week. A week from now, uh, we'll talk about it over there. Shoutouts to Mashima because that's a badass design and a very curvaceous thingy-majig. Yeah, doesn't that kind of look like, now that I'm thinking of it, the narrator character from Eden Zero? Kind of looks a little bit all grown up though, but all right. Moving forward, Alita Battle Angel 2, Lana Condor teases more we can explore in sequel. Lana Condor is still holding out hope for a sequel to the fan favorite 2019 adaptation of Alita Battle Angel. Speaking with comicbook.com in support of her new film, Ruby Gilman, Teenage Kraken, the deadly class and to all boys veteran said that she thinks there's still a lot of potential in the world of Alita, even if she has not heard anything herself about any potential sequel plans. Condor, who plays in the title lead in Ruby Gilman, appeared in Alita as Koyomi. Alita Battle Angel directed by Robert Rodriguez from a screenplay by James Cameron and Laita Kalogridis is an adaptation of the popular nine-volume cyberpunk manga of the same name by Yukito Kishiro. The series is set in the 26th century and follows a broken-down cyborg, Alita, who is put back together by a cybernetics doctor. The doctor takes care of Alita, but the only memory she has of her past life is a mastery cyborg martial artist. She uses a skill to become a bounty hunter while trying to rediscover her past. When we filmed Alita Battle Angel, that whole world was so beautiful. I haven't heard of any plans to continue that storyline. However, that seriously been something in my heart that I'm hoping would start up the conversation again. I feel like we can explore a lot more of that world and obviously the original IP is vast. So yeah, just more people of, uh, that is a part of Alita that are excited and, and hopeful of its return with a sequel series or a sequel movie. To be honest with you, with James Cameron having his hands filled with Avatar and all that stuff, I'm not sure when we will get a return to that. It'll be quite some time at the very least until we see any murmurings of Alita Battle Angel sequel, but still it's it's nice to hear from some of the people involved moving forward anime fans celebrate the terrifying grimace shake trend mcdonald's recently celebrated the grimace birthday by giving him a birthday shake who would want that that sounds so disgusting unhealthy and just bleh i've, I've actually seen the trend around twitter as well and i'm just thinking to myself yeah mcdonald's the chief marketer for mcdonald's recently broke down the introduction of the unique milkshake our fans have amazing childhood memories of their birthdays at mcdonald's and grimace's birthday is all about paying homage to the amazing fun moments we all share we're excited to put a modern spin on these memories to continue to drive mcdonald's 
McDonald's relevance for the new generation. Grimace is the perfect lovable icon to have McDonald's meet our fans at the intersection of nostalgia and culture. There is no culture about Grimace and y'all nasty ass food. None. Zero. Zilch. Nada. And by no means am I trying to come at people that, you know, because there's a lot of people that aren't as fortunate to be able to look at other avenues to get food. People oftentimes eat McDonald's because they financially can only afford McDonald's and that's a treat. So by no means am I trying to put you down if you're in that type of situation. But I always say if you have the choice, if you can possibly maneuver to a healthier option, please do. And this Grimace shake, don't let the nostalgia fool you. I'm sure it is the most disgusting, you know, unhealthy thing imaginable. Even if it tastes good, so to speak. I just I had to pop in and share because yeah I saw people posting these like one piece memes of characters that are in purple goo and all that stuff that is like oh look the the grimace shake and like don't be fooled by all these memes like man I, I could go for that it is bad for you don't do it and I am not trying to fear monger I am just telling you how I feel matter of fact do what you want but yeah you won't catch me with a grimace shake mate I don't care how much money they pay me moving forward my adventures with Superman creators talk Dragon Ball Z similarity what, what similarities could my adventures with Superman have with Dragon Ball Z is there gonna be a Raditz well maybe there is I don't know I mean Superman and uh Goku have similar backstories so I guess there's that my adventures with Superman will be the next animated adventure for the Man of Steel and his fellow Metropolis denizens planning to air on adult swim on july 7th the new series has garnered attention from anime fans thanks in part to its anime inspired opening in a new interview one of the producers responsible for the upcoming series focusing on clark kent lois lane and jimmy olsen has compared the animated show to the adventures of the z fighters from dragon ball z i am very curious how they got to this conclusion that this is dragon ball z and Okay, producer Jake Wyatt broke down how the creators of the Adult Swim series are fans of Toonami. All of us here, and then almost our entire crew, except for a few of the younger people, are Toonami generation, right? So anime was new and exciting and fresh when we were in middle school and high school, and it was available on American television for the first time ever. You didn't have to buy a VHS from a scary guy at an otaku convention, which some of us have done from time to time. Oh god, I remember this one store where I think I had bought a bootleg Dragon Ball GT VHS tape from, and it used to be like it was a real dark like dim store and the guy looked like the comic book dude from uh the simpsons and he was like real rough and mean as hell and i remember i bought that tape and i was like i gotta get out of here and they sold me with because at the time i still didn't really know too much about dragon ball and, and stuff like that i just saw like the promotions that they had of like the vhs of i think it was maybe like dead zone and some stuff from like the, the beginning with uh, vegeta and raditz and all that stuff and i remember i was like okay i gotta get something and my ass goes and buys a gt Years before GT hits the States. And I remember watching that thing and being like, huh? What? What? All I remember is knowing like, Kamehameha! But yeah. Wyatt even confirmed that producer Josie Campbell brought in creators on the series to watch the Dragon Ball series. Those were the action cartoons that we were into. And those were some of the interpretations of superheroes we were into. And then the younger artists are all the pirate generation. Talking about One Piece. I know, I know. They are the lawless who got everything off of, I don't even know what dark applications they use. So the anime stuff is there visually. And then in the writer's room, Josie had everybody over to watch Dragon Ball. 
And I mean, I ain't gonna lie, that's kind of cool. Uh, I'm not gonna completely say, ah, stop it, leave my animes alone. Like, that's kind of dope that the people that are writing this, they were inspired by Dragon Ball. I want to see the Dragon Ball inspiration, though. I'm gonna be honest with you. Not that I want it to be a replica or copycat. I just, I want to see the actual thing other than it being anime-inspired artistically, like, you know the the soul of it i hope that it has some dragon ball in there or they're just like hey just mention dragon ball in the promo run i'm gonna be like stop it but we'll see adult swim festival confirms 2023 date and location adult swim festival is coming back this year with a new lineup and adult swim has confirmed the date and location of this year's big celebration adult swim festival has been a fun event that the block has been kicking off over the last few years as fans flock to the celebration for all sorts of exclusive events concerts and more this is no different this year as adult swim festival will be taking place over the san diego comic-con 2023 weekend and offering a bunch of cool looking events for free for ages 18 and up scheduled to take place outside of the san diego convention center on thursday july July 20th through Saturday, July 22nd. Adult Swim Festival 2023 will be headlined by Eric Andre. That sounds hilarious. And Flying Lotus. Hey, that's the, the, the music on Yasuke that they blamed the robots uh, on him. That was like the most stupidest. How, how is it his fault? How? And feature performances from Sarah Sherman, Hemlock Springs, Ginger Root, Death by Romy, and producer and DJ Akira Akira. Meet and greets with teams behind some of Adult Swim's biggest shows and more and they got like little visuals right here and if i was in the san diego area i would love to go that sounds so much fun that sounds like you know nostalgia blast meeting my adulthood I, i'm here for it why not Moving forward, apparently One Punch Man kicks off a Saitama versus Genos rematch. One Punch Man has been working its way through the first steps of a major arc as a new hero association is being formed on the sidelines and the newest chapter of the series has taken things to an interesting new level with a tease of a full rematch between Saitama and Genos. Following the massive changes to the status quo during the events of the fight against the Monster Association, the Hero Association has been trying to build its roster back up, but as we've seen through the chapter so far, there's been a bit of trouble in this regard and I'm going to be honest with you that sounds foolish to have a Saitama versus Genos battle. That sounds foolish. No matter what, Saitama's gonna clean everybody's clock in that damn universe minus whatever villain may somewhat come close. Saitama versus Genos is just gonna be man beats up robot for a chapter or a page one punch. Like <laughs> not, not trying to shit on Genos, but let's be real here. Unless Genos has had a ridiculous power up that is just indescribable, Saitama's gonna destroy boy. Moving forward, Jujutsu Kaisen fans, apparently Season 2 highlights the Gojo Pass trio with new art. Jujutsu Kaisen Season 2 is now headlining releases of the new wave of anime coming during the summer 2023 schedule. And some new art for the upcoming season highlighting the main trio of Gojo's past arc is arrived. And it says here... Season 2 will highlight the three fighters we've seen in action in the series before, but this look into their past will also showcase how they were very much like the trio of Yuji, Megumi, and Nobara. And looking at these, I'm not gonna lie, this art looks so freaking good. We got Gojo here. It's like a sketched out thing, but with like some interesting paint choices. Looks really dope. You got Suguru Geto here. Real dope design. Kind of looks a little bit like if I was a Japanese schoolboy. And then you got this image of all three of them together. Uh, I forget what Shorty's name, but that's the Nobara of their crew. And in general, this art looks dope. And they're really hyping it up because Jujutsu Kaisen is about to be premiering about another week or so. It's going to be fire. It's going to be hyping. 
I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Moving forward, Undead Unluck fans. Apparently, Undead Unluck TV anime will be revealing a new trailer at Anime Expo 2023 on July 2nd. And the series is scheduled to debut in October 2023. And if I haven't told you, I'm going to tell you again. I think that this is going to be one of those shockers that people are going to be like, I didn't expect for it to be that good. Because I think a lot of people are underestimating and underrating Undead Unluck. Because they think, eh, it's a Shonen Jump series that never really popped like that. But with David Productions behind it and the fact that all I've ever known outside of the 20 chapters that I read which the 20 chapters I read was freaking phenomenal of Undead Unluck is that yo this is high quality writing so you mix that with David Productions the studio that's behind the Jojo's Bizarre Adventure ongoing anime this is probably going to be so freaking gassed the trailer alone looked phenomenal and it looked a lot more darker than the original you know comic comic manga you know what i mean looked so i'm excited for this one i think this is going to be dope and the fact that we're getting a new trailer here in another few days that'll be a good thing for me to react to on my streams shout outs to tim roosevelt the album the rise of tim roosevelt out now moving forward word has been circulating now i'm not going to say that this is confirmed because i've heard this rumor for a little over a year now but apparently my hero academia vigilantes will be receiving an anime adaptation and again considering the fact that i've heard this before i'm going to keep it in the rumor pile but word has been heavily circulating that vigilantes is finally coming with an anime and it's sounds about right considering the fact that if there's ever a time to start working on a my hero academia vigilantes anime now would be a good time considering we probably only have about another season or two of the actual anime to go before it wraps itself up there's 14 volumes of vigilantes that'll probably be good for about what two to three seasons or something like that start working on that bad boy i heard it's really good too and yeah if the main series is ending vigilantes will be a nice replacement for the time being while my hero academia you know comes to a close but either way again let's keep it on the rumor pile because i've been talking about this for a minute now and now it's again yeah vigilantes is coming come that's what she said okay people let's slow things down with the weekly shonen jump author comments we got icehead gills Ikuo hachia the new manga jump my first civilization gill and i will do our best thank you for the support i prefer the winter hey he's a winter boy okay all right i see you winter soldier there i ain't gonna lie i read that first chapter i did my first impressions uh i like it so far it's pretty cool demon slayer meets uh vinland saga Martial Master Asumi Kawada. Okay, I shouldn't think of this as my first civilization. I should use what I learned from my previous series and do even better. That's facts. Blue Box Kojimiura. I'm suffering every day from the air pressure of the rainy season. Even my pages are all soggy. When is summer actually arriving? I've been saying the same thing, dog. Like, what happened? Where's summer? Summer! The elusive samurai's Yusei Matsui. I went out drinking with my editors from over the years. With editor-in-chief Nakano there, it was basically a meeting of upper management. Okay. Uh, Sakamoto Day's Yuto Suzuki. I went on a trip to Thailand when I was a student. The food was delicious and the elephants were cute. Alrighty. Uh, Witch Watch is Kentoshi Nohara. My kids recently started reading Witch Watch and they suddenly give me their opinions. It's a little embarrassing. It is like it can come across at first if you're not used to, you know, getting your opinions from your kiddos on your work or whatnot. But over time, you learn to accept it and kind of appreciate the honesty. Like I get opinions all the time from my kids, whether it be on my music, like my album, The Rise of Tim Roosevelt, out now. You can go stream it everywhere. Link in the description and in the top pinned comment. New Age Exorcist Kotakawe. Filling my mouth with Tamago Boro cookies and then flushing them down with water feels really good. Cookies with water? Alrighty. I mean, I love water, but I don't... I'm, I'm lying on my ass. I think maybe the other day I had some cookies and then washed it down with water. I'm a liar now! Uh -huh. 
Nah, that was just me misremembering. I don't lie, alright? Undead unlocks Yoshifumi Tezuka. Yoshifumi Tezuka. Here's something I've noticed with age. Seems like I really like Okra. I think I like sticky stuff. Shoutouts to Okra. We got Kill Blue, Taratoshi Fujimaki. I want to try the Apple Vision Pro, but I'm worried I won't be able to use it well enough to make up for the price. I'm not. $3,500? Nah, y'all could keep that. My Hero Academia's Kohei Horikoshi. Fluid was dripping out my ear, but it finally stopped. My ear was dying. That was close. Yo, Kohei Horikoshi is heading down the route of Yoshihiro Tagashi, and it is scary. And I'm not going to keep regurgitating. I'll say it once again. Uh, I'm not going to keep regurgitating, but I'm going to regurgitate. Give him a break! Miraboko Shuhei Miyazaki. There was an outputting error on the tone of the ball in last week's chapter, and it looked so cool otherwise. Cypher Academy's Yuji Iwasaki. Camera Obscura and Pinhole Cameras. If you want something to research during summer break, consider them. Camera Obscura and Pinhole Cameras. Okay, I'm going to... Sounds interesting. Akane Banashi's Takamasa Moe. I watched Guardians of the Galaxy 3. It's my favorite recent movie series. I need to get to that point. I just finished Loki Season 1 right now in my MCU watch through. Mission Yozakura Family Hitsuji Gandaira. The live action Beauty and the Beast movie always makes me cry around when Mr. Coat Rack catches Chip. Martial Magic and Muscles, Hajime Komodo. My goal is to live life as a skinny macho. The road to macho is a treacherous one. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. I've been lifting for a little minute now and it's treacherous, but I'm, I'm excited to get to the point where I'm happy with it. The Ichinose Family, Deadly Sins, Ties in 5. Thanks to all those who are helping me. Please enjoy Chapter 30. Do retry, Jun Kirarazaka. I'm from the country, so I have no issue with bugs. I freaked my staff out by catching a fly with my bare hands. That's kind of... Interesting. Yuki Tabata, my wife is safely out the hospital. Hey, we love to hear it, but still not 100%. Oh, <laughs> so double mothers have assembled. Thank goodness for grandmas. Shout out to Tabata, man. We love you, dude. Shout out to you and your family. God bless. Tamaku Cinema Shun Sayaki, I'm really enjoying decaf too much lately. It's all you can drink coffee even at night. I've really stopped with the coffee only. A little hot chocolate is all I need, lad. Uh, Fabricant 100, Daisuke Enoshima. The season is changing. This is an easy time to get sick, so please take care, everyone. That is facts. That is facts. Yeah, people, those were the weekly shonen jump author comments. Always a treat all this. Let's wrap this bad boy up with the top 50 best-selling manga of the week, courtesy of who? Courtesy of Jose underscore Ken. Let's see, we got 50 through 41. At 47, Spy Family Volume 11 with 10.9K, bringing its total to 1.2 3 million copies. Bet, bet, bet. Good stuff. We got at 42, Sakamoto Days Volume 12. In 17 days, 97K. So in a little over two weeks, almost 100K. Not bad at all. 12 volumes deep. Wait till that Sakamoto anime come in. It might be something huge. I don't want to say definitively because we see with Marshall, things ain't really pan out the way we expected. But Sakamoto's looking promising. Oshinoko Volume 3, 13.3K. Bring his total to 549. Blue Lock Volume 24 14.8k bringing its total to 359 blue lock still going strong like to see it oshinoko volume 2 15k almost 600k on that volume not bad ao ashi volume 32 15.1k bringing its total to 166k let's see here at number 33 black clover volume 35 in 17 days 104 K, I like to see it breaking the six figures. I do like to see that. Ideally, I wish it was a little faster, but placing at number 33 and doing those numbers. All right, all right. We, we, we see you, Tabata. Big Tabata. Let's go. Uh, we got at number 31, again, Oshino Co bringing in 15.8, 342 for volume 10. 
Then we got places 30 through 21. Big, man, Oshinoko has been splashing, bro. Places 30, 29, 28, 26, 25, 22. Jeez Louise. All doing about 15, or almost 16, 17. Anywhere from about 16 to 18,000 copies for all of those volumes. That's big, big, big stuff. Shoutouts to Oshinoko. I like to see it. I need to get into it. Uh, places 20 through 11, more Oshinoko at 20 and 19, volumes 4 and 5 with 18.7 and 19.3. All right, all right. Major second, three days on sale. Is this the final major volume? How many major volumes were they behind? Because didn't the series end like last year? And three days, 20.2. All righty. Oh, no, no, no. I'm lying. I'm thinking of Ace of Diamond. I'm super confused. My fault. I'm thinking of Ace of Diamond. Okay. Hikaru ga Shinda Natsu, volume three, 17 days on sale, 26.9. It's total 131K. I really like that cover. I know I've said that before, but I got to say it again. That cover looks sick. Then we got top 10, top 10, top 10, top 10, top 10. At number nine, Four Nights of the Apocalypse, latest volume, aka the spinoff to Seven Deadly Sins, volume 12. In four days, almost 30K, 29.1. Okay, Nakaba Suzuki, let's go, let's go. We got at number six, One Punch Man, volume 28. In 17 days, 243,000 with 33.1K this week. World Trigger still going strong. That fandom, I tell you, you got a cult following and whatever you're doing, you win. Like, heed my, my words right here that whatever you're trying to accomplish, if you can get a cult loyal following, you win all the time. Because World Trigger, it has a cult following that even if it's out of the magazine, even if it's not on the, the map like it used to be, in 17 days, 315K. That is a cult following. Shoutouts to World Trigger. Shoutouts to the author Daisuke Ashihara. Big, big stuff. Uh, we got Arsene Senki, Volume 19, in 11 days, 109K, bringing in 37.8K this week. That's, I believe, art by Hiromu Arakawa, if I'm not mistaken. Or, or it might be written, one or the other, but essentially the creator for Murakumis is a part of this project. Uh, at number two, My Hero Academia, Volume 38, in 17 days, over half a million, 507,000, with 62.2K this week. And coming in at number one, another Hiromu Arakawa work. This is their new manga that they're doing their new battle series by themselves in seven days 115.3k debuting at number one. Oh my god i gotta get back into it i gotta see what's been going on and that is so dope hiromu arakawa the author of former alchemist and i know there's a lot of fma fans out there they got a new work it's banging it's selling i read the first chapter too and it was phenomenal i gotta look more into it but shout outs to yomi no su guy and yeah, people, that's all I have for this one. I'm Fenebo World, and as always, people, have an awesome day. And remember the golden rule, anime and manga for life, buddy. Have an awesome day, peace, and you guys just watched another episode of Forever News. Have an awesome day. Make sure to check out The Rise of Tim Roosevelt, my new album, and subscribe and hit that bell and all that other stuff. But yeah, my album's out. Check it out. Ah, the outro is one of the songs from their cold day ones. Ah. Have an awesome one. <laughs> yes, it's busy for my day ones, gotta be clear. Still moving on, baby, but I wish you was here. Still moving on, baby, but I gotta get there. Still moving on, baby, I'ma never forget. Still moving on, baby, I'ma never regret. Still moving on, still moving on. This is for my day one. This is for my day one. This is for my day one.